Welcome to the Heart of the Athlete. This is Reggie Etheridge welcoming you to the radio program for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, featuring what God is doing in the hearts and lives of coaches and athletes in Idaho. Now, here are your hosts. Well, welcome, folks, to the Heart of the Athlete, the local FCA radio show here in Idaho. I'm Ken Lewis, the director for FCA in Idaho, and uh, my co-host today is Coach David Bennett. Coach, it's great to have you co-hosting again. It's good to be here. And we're visiting today with Coach Bruce Burnett. And, Coach, thanks for coming down. I know you're down here for the state wrestling tournament, and uh, um, you've been working with some a wrestler up there in Coeur d'Alene and coming down here to to watch him is that right that's correct and and also my mother-in-law lives here she's 91 years old and we try to get down on a regular basis so we tied it all together and opportunity for me to be here and see friends and family and uh get to see the great sport of wrestling of course your brother and sister-in-law the bruners over there and darl's the alumni director at nnu and great guys i get to see them for Every, every now and then so yes well folks this is a part two um, of visiting with uh, coach bruce burnett and um last week we talked about uh just how coach got involved uh with sports and wrestling and his career uh as it uh came up to uh, you know coming to idaho wrestling in california coming to idaho coaching at Reading high and then how how he got to to be at oklahoma state and and coach um i know you love the lord tell us a little bit about how you came to Christ and how you surrendered your life to Jesus Christ. Well, I've, I've been blessed. Anytime our friends and our family, whether you think you're being influenced by them, well, you are. In the way they act and the things that they do, uh, my mom and dad, both hard workers, um, they were not regular tur- church attenders, but my grandmother was, without a doubt, one of the most loyal people to her church, and I became part of that because she looked after me. And so at a young age, I was taken to a Pentecostal church and introduced to Christ at a young age. Uh, But like most kids, after my grandmother passed away, and I moved on and away from the Lord and pretty much did my own thing. And then again, uh, my reconnection was back in 1982. Billy Graham came to town, Boise State university into the pavilion there and i went to see billy graham one night and then i went to see him a second night Mm -hmm. and then a third night and then a fourth night Mm -hmm. and the fourth night i i took the steps down to confess again and and at that point you know when you're older and you have the opportunity to profess your faith in front of thousands of people yeah and then be tested yeah. Which happened right away, like mm-hmm. maybe the next day afterwards. But that's where I really uh, embraced the journey mm-hmm. and started to get into the Word and understand more about the blessings that I had had and how God had really had His hand on me mm-hmm. um, from an early age. And I know it's hard to explain, but the reality of it is. I knew God had his hand on me and a direction for me. And, you know, it's a process. It's ongoing. It's a daily thing. It's, yeah. it's years of being faithful. And as you grow, you learn. And, but make no mistakes to anybody that's listening. It's continual. Yeah. It's not every day. We it's, haven't arrived, have we? It's 100 times a day yeah. uh, that you're challenged and, 
and pushed and helped and and you rely on your friends and your influence and and the bible to make the right decisions Mm -hmm. but we have a lot of decisions every day yeah whether you're an athlete or just raising a family or uh, whatever your situation is but i would say 1982 was probably uh, the push that really got me over the top and then again I know this will sound strange to people, but at age 52, I wanted to be baptized again. Uh I wanted to make sure. (laughs) (laughs) And so uh, I I did that. I professed my faith while I was in Annapolis, Maryland again and was uh, baptized by Greg St. Cyr Hmm. from Christ Church and and continue to read and grow and influence. Well, that's what baptism is too, really. It's about what it's a display of what God's already doing and what He's already done on the inside. And uh, wow, that's neat. Yeah, I, you know, I guess mine would be a somewhat similar story. I had a very different background, and we don't have time to go into that. But, uh, you know, I was, I was raised in a very different situation. Didn't have a mother and a father that raised me. I was raised by grandparents, and, and uh, my mother left me when I was a baby with them. And uh, you know it was uh, it was a tough time after World War II, and so I had you know I I went to Sunday school uh, and I I knew about Christ, knew about the Lord, but I always felt that He was had enough trouble in the world without worrying about me, and I could take <laughs> care of me, you know. So He didn't need to bother. But but uh, I came to Christ like Bruce at a later point in life to really come to know Him and. You know, my wife came came to the Lord first, and I think her praying for me probably made a big difference. Mm-hmm. But uh, she would tell people, they'd say, well, does your husband know the Lord? And she'd say, oh, oh he knows them. They're just not speaking right now. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, so I think, I think, but it's like I've told you many times, Ken. I, you mm-hmm. know, I find that if I start the day with the Lord, I'm yep. more likely to finish it with him. Mm-hmm. So I like getting up in the morning mm-hmm. and doing my devotionals, doing yeah. my Bible studies, because it just sets the tone for the day. and. I can't tell you how many times, like Bruce says, during the day, if you're really taking the time to really, th- you know, realize what's going on in life, that you have to turn around and say, thank you, Lord. Thank you for that little right. gift. Wow. Well, Coach, you, you know, you talked about that was 1982. So you've been coaching, but, you know, for several years before that. How did Correct. that commit in your life to Christ, surrendering your, your life to Christ? And you mentioned the Word, too, and getting into the Word. How did that, did that change your coaching at all through the, those those mid eighties and then going off to Oklahoma State as well. One hundred percent. Honestly, as an athlete, I was very competitive. Uh, as a coach, I was very competitive. But when I started off in my coaching career, I thought I had all the answers. Mm. I thought I could mm. step in and just win. I mean, I I work harder than those other coaches. I know those other coaches. They don't know nearly as much as I know. This is going to be a piece of cake. I'm going to win every year, over and over. And in reality, <laughs> it's a process yeah. and a learning process. But my goals were, I'm going to win the state tournament. I am going to be a great coach. And until you have God in your life, mm-hmm. uh, and this is all about God. I mean, we're just stewards of of this earth we're just here mm-hmm. and it's god's earth and we're we're just part of it and it took me realizing that to understand 
Well, these young men, and don't get me wrong, I loved them. I mean, I, I cared for them. Uh, they were a part of my life and part of my family while wrestling for Meridian, but it was about me winning. Mm. And after recommitting <coughs> to Christ and understanding, you know, this is about this is about these young men and what they're going to mm-hmm. go on and do. And, and God just gave them some ability to wrestle, and I'm, I'm a part of it, you know, but God's the one that gives us the yeah. gifts. And, the, and it became more about the athlete than it did about the coach. And uh, honestly, that was the journey uh, to get me to that point to understand that, you know what? I don't care if we win. Mm-hmm. I want to win, but I want to win because I want this young man to win the state title. Or this kid can never win the state title, you know, but you know what? I think he can get a medal. And I think that hard work that he has to do mm-hmm. to get there is every bit as much as anybody that becomes a three-time state champion. And I want to see this young man get on the podium at the state tournament. And so my complete philosophy on life and how I approach the problems, uh, it changed. And it continued to do so. And elite athletes, I mean, what, what a growing tool from having high school athletes and, and kids wrestlers that – you just put your arm around and you mentor them all the way. Well, elite athletes are already successful. They have already honed their path. And, and sometimes you've got you've to be hard on them to say, no, really, on the world level, you're not very good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you were good here, but you know what? You get some ways to go. You, yeah. Well, I'm going to do it. Well, you're going to do it if you do this right, but if you don't do this right, you're not going to get it done. Mm-hmm. And that's that's really a hard message for them, yeah. really, really a hard message for them. And I never coach that way to be hard, just statistics and and God's grace giving me the ability to learn and, and break things down with yeah. the help of guys like Dave. Yeah. I mean, but I think Dave could understand after looking at my coaching style and stuff, it was it became never, ever about me. Yeah. And it did become about the athlete and the Lord giving me the opportunity and putting me in a position, this is what I do. Mm-hmm. And Lord God, if I'm going to sweep the ground, I'm going to be the best sweeper because that's where you put me. But, yeah. Yeah. but I'm a coach, and help me be good. That's great. So the Lord took that emphasis of on to others and to your athletes versus just trying to you know, use athletes to help make you a better coach or give you more accolades. And no question about it. And I remember, I remember. Um, so my senior year was that eighty-three year. I remember praying together at different times with you, and I mean that was impactful to me. And you mentioned the Word of God too. Um, I'm just curious. I know uh, Dave is as well. Where what are some of your maybe some favorite passages or maybe your favorite Bible story or, or maybe a passage that maybe God's been bringing to you lately that's just really been speaking to you? Well, I really love the book of Isaiah. Mm. I mean, if you want to get a brief synopsis of the good, the bad, and the ugly, read Isaiah. And so that Isaiah forty thirty one really speaks to me in, in being a coach and being an athlete and being that, but 
but God says, you know, yeah, for those who wait upon the Lord shall yeah. renew their strength. They shall soar on wings like an eagle. Yeah. They shall gr- run and not grow weary. They shall walk and not be faint. Well, there's a lot of times in our life that I get tired and weary, and uh, I can lean on that passage and mm-hmm. and understand that, you mm-hmm. know, God does have my best interests, and I can get this done. And I, I will just say on, on the world level, you know, there, there are periods of time uh, during a year where maybe you have 10 weeks of 5 a.m.s to midnight mm-hmm. hours, and you get tired. You get run down. Do you think clearly? Do you? Well, you lean upon the Lord. He'll give you the strength to get it done, and, and I leaned on him a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. You know, the the uh, I think one of the things that kind of uh, drew Bruce and I together that has has been a big foundation for part of our work together and our friendship together is the fact that he gave us both similar gifts. Mm-hmm. And if somebody were to ask me what 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 would you consider a gift from God, and I would consider a gift from God is that I can take a piece of video and look at it and pull something different out of it than anybody else will. And Bruce is exactly like that. And I think that's what drew us together. We saw the importance of being able to take a look at what has been done in the past, recognizing not just, gee, that's a great technique, but what did he do to create the situation that allowed him to do that technique? Mm-hmm. And and Bruce would garner information from this footage that we'd put together, and it, it made a huge difference in national teams. And I, re- I really believe that the, that we wouldn't have made the progress we made mm-hmm. in, in, in the 90s prior to his being national coach when he was developmental coach. Mm-hmm. And we were putting together like that first syllabus we put together. It had a huge impact on the sport. And I, that's one of the things we did together that I'm yeah. most proud of. Yeah. And, and I just I really think it was a gift, and I think Bruce... It was a gift for Bruce, too, and I think it's one of those things that, that I look back on, and I thank the Lord for every day because I recognized later on that not everybody has the ability to do that. Right. And it's a way to reach athletes that you sometimes can't reach on another level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there wasn't a whole lot of wrestling coaches that were doing that back then. Football no, coaches he, would do it. That's right, and and that's part of the way I, I learned that tool is being a football coach and breaking down and analyzing, mm-hmm. you know, breaking down every play, every position on every play, and what they were supposed to do and what actually happened. And I carried that over. And and you may remember, Ken, I must have had one of the first video cameras there was. It was as big as a suitcase. I had to carry (laughs) that around on a big block video camera and video the high school wrestlers. But I remember, yeah, my sophomore, junior year, you'd after practice, you'd make us go up there, and we'd watch our matches. And that's right. It, it, the, it doesn't lie. Yeah, it and, doesn't lie. You uh, <laughs> know, you can see the mistakes that yep. are made, and it yep. really gives you an opportunity to yep. analyze it and then fix mistakes. And yep. um, it, it made me a better coach. Yep. You know, coach. Um, these these days, this last year with the whole COVID thing, it's been a difficult time in our in our nation's history and our world's history. And for coaches too, coaches and athletes, parents, um, parents of, of athletes. And um, I'm just curious, you know, what kind of advice would you, we've got a lot of coaches listening today. Um, what kind of advice would you give to coaches out there 
because uh, you've you've coached through challenges in your life and 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 challenges in the sport and uh and this is another challenge what kind of advice would you give to coaches youth coaches all the way up through high school and college coaches accept the situation that you're in we're all in this same situation in terms of the pandemic and we all have different challenges and god will tell you there are going to be trials and tribulations uh but lean on him and and from there it makes it real simple from our best athletes to young kids it makes no difference in terms of establish some goals what is it that you want to do mm-hmm. short-term goals mm-hmm. long-term goals where are you headed Without a roadmap to get there, it, it's not going to happen. You're yeah. going to be all over the place, and there's too many turns. And so during this time, you don't say, I can't do this. You say, what can I do? Mm-hmm. How can I make this work? How can I get better? Where do I want to be at a certain time? Is the state tournament my goal? Then work your way backwards and make plans based on the situation that you have, the circumstances that you have. It's no different than an athlete who gets used to his home environment and then travels overseas and Mm -hmm. tries to find the right food, the right mat situation, the right climate. It doesn't exist. There's no perfect situation. I coached in four Olympics, and one of the hardest things I had to get across that athletes that were going for their second Olympic medal. This is not the same. You went to Barcelona before, and and now you're going to Krasnoyarsk, Russia. What do you, you can't compare the two. The situations, everything's going to be different. Your mm-hmm. opponent's going to be different. The environment's going to be different. Your sleeping's right. going to be different. Your food's going to be different. And and it's that's the way it is right now with the pandemic. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But the world hasn't stopped. We mm-hmm. still have uh, work to do, places to go, something that's been laid on our heart. Get up. Let's, mm-hmm. let's get it done. Yeah. You know, God's the provider. Right. We're, we're the workers mm-hmm. in his provisions. And, and so that, that's what I would say. Set your goals. Mm-hmm. Work back for, backwards from that goal from this day to whatever day you have, and uh, accept the situation. <laughs> you know, you can't cheat it. You can't change it. You can't break yeah. the rules. If you do, that sets you back again. And so right. what is it that you can do? Uh, set your goals. Get up. Go to work to achieve those goals every day. Um, and I think I think God will take care of you if, if you do that. Yeah. Oh, that's so good, isn't it? That's so good. Yeah, it's it's really about tapping into him and really let him lead us. And because, like you said, every situation can be different. And uh, so, um, well, Coach, um, you know, Coach Bennett, you talked about how uh, Coach Burnett came up through. You know, he was a high school wrestler, college wrestler, then was involved in youth youth wrestling as well as high school wrestling, and and that was unique. Like you got to experience that as well. And I know we're seeing a huge surge in uh, club sports, uh, especially in the pandemic. You know, schools are shutting down, but club, club, club wrestling, club basketball. I mean, the, they've all these teams from Oregon, and Washington. These basketball teams are playing in Idaho on club, and uh, they could have their own state championship right here in Idaho because all these teams are coming over. And so we've got a lot of a lot of club sports that are going. What kind of 
advice would you give to coaches that are coaching in club sports? Because you've seen it all. You've seen all different levels. And, and this is the thing. It seems like it's just continuing to grow. And uh, it's like, it's like we need to do this thing right if we're going to really impact kids. What would you say to advice to give to coaches for in that? Well, I, I think I think uh, Bruce really touched upon this a little bit ago when he was talking about periodization. You know, you want to be a state champion, a national champion, a world champion. Mm-hmm. You 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 look a year ahead. You say, this is what it is. What do I have to do between here and there? And I think that same thing is true in working with a club or anything else. You, I never went into a practice in my life without a game plan, without a, without a written game plan. I knew what I was going to do and how I was going to do it. And I know Bruce was the same because I saw all those game plans. And he had a, he was, we were going to do this because this is going to lead us to this, which is going to take us here, and that's going to enable us to accomplish this. And I think that's a, that's what clubs clubs have to do the same thing. You can't just go in and, and spend time in the club without some sort of a a, a plan, some some mm-hmm. sort of a direction that you're going to go in. And I think the clubs that are successful are those that have direction and, and, and goals in mind. I mean, you have to have an ob- objective that you're trying to achieve. And sometimes you have to just move that objective, but you have to be able to work with it. And you have to understand, the, 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 I think more important than anything else, you have to understand the principle of self-sacrifice. You want to get something, okay, what are you willing to give up to get it? Mm-hmm. Because there's going to be self-sacrifice involved in everything in life, and that includes performing as an athlete. Mm-hmm. I, I look at it in, in three different sentences and it's really easy where am i at where do i want to go and how do i get there yeah and then put that plan together to make it to make it happen you you may not get there but without a an avenue or a plan there's very little chance you're going to get there yeah well um just a couple minutes here left coach but i wanted to i know you and your wife attend sandpoint nazarene Correct, and um, it's been tough getting to churches and stuff around the country. Different, you know, different uh, situations in different counties and cities. But, but I'm, I'm just curious for you, um, what kind of encouragement and is is it for you to to uh, being involved in a church with your with your wife and uh, um, what has that meant to you? Well, for me, the opportunity to be able to share our faith, uh, and I will say, have the same belief systems, but some variance in that as well. Um, she was raised Nazarene, has always been a Nazarene. Uh, and I, I'll be the first to tell you that uh, I've attended at least, I'm going to say actually more, but five different uh, church backgrounds from mm-hmm. a Catholic church because a priest was a good communicator and a Bible teacher to a mm-hmm. Baptist church to mm-hmm. a Pentecostal church to a Presbyterian church and now a Nazarene church. Um, but it's still, for me, Bible-based right. and the message, and we just have a wonderful pastor in uh, Chad Wilkes, and his Bible mes- messages resonate for me and my wife. Mm-hmm. But to be able to share that time, she plays on the worship team and uh, just an excellent musician. But that time together, uh, and that that time set or, set aside for the Sabbath is right. important for us, and it's quality time for our relationship, uh, not only with God but with ourselves. And so, 
uh, Sundays are a special day for us, and we we look forward to it. Actually, oh, that's great. I know it's uh, it's been a little more challenging, depending on where you live. You know, to to for that fellowship, the the strong Bible teaching that you're talking about, um, being able to do that with your family, with your spouse, is so important. It it does bring us together. Right. So. Well, again, man, the time's gone by fast, hasn't it, Doc? It sure does. <laughs> yes. Good and it keeps going. It's, yeah. re- it's relative, Ken. It, <laughs> yeah. It'll go by faster the older you get. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Boy, and I, yeah, it's, it's, it has been. And yep. um, so, but Coach, Coach Burnett, Coach Bennett, thanks for taking time uh, today to be on Heart of the Athlete. And uh, just a, a pleasure to have you guys involved with FCA. Uh, and then just to hear, too, about what God's been doing in your life. So thank you so much. Thank you, Ken, and we appreciate the, the work that you do and the, the program and the reach out that you have. Blessings. You it's always a pleasure, Ken. Thank you. Yeah. God bless you guys. Thanks for listening today. If you are interested in getting involved with FCA or would like to donate to the FCA ministry, you can contact us through the FCA Idaho website at fcaidaho.org. Join us next week for The Heart of the Athlete, a production of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes in Idaho, and KBXL, The Voice. Yeah.